right, welcome back, uh, Neurotrain Collaborative. This is Katie and Kelly. I'm Aaron, and we're going to talk about the metabolics precipitating pain and what's happening usually, um, how the metabolics of your body and the resources of your body uh, may be contributing um, to your pain experience if you have chronic pain or um, a, an area of pain that is comes comes and goes. <laughs> um, one thing that is really cool, and we'll be covering this in our nutrition class on Wednesdays, uh, second and fourth Wednesday of the month in September. Um, but one thing to know is that as we've said this before, your metabolism is the total sum of all the chemical processes in your body. So any interference in your metabolic processes directly impacts structure. And that is a revolutionary idea for most people. So not having enough magnesium, calcium, sodium, potassium, all of that can impact nerve function. It can impact inflammation. It can impact um, muscle contraction. It can impact cellular swelling. Um, a, a, a low zinc can also, low copper, all those things can also impact swelling and higher estrogen levels. And all that stuff can create what's called an excitotoxic experience in the nerves and cells, which is what they do before they die typically when they're stressed they become really hypersensitive um, that could be playing a large role in um, the pain experience so these are some of the topics that we're going to talk about we're going to talk about thyroid function why thyroid is so powerful to get really solid nerve conductivity and like good mineral balances in the cell um, how that plays a role with um, progesterone and in, in your pregnenolone levels and how those all kind of complement each other will also be kind of, the other thing to note is that sunshine is so crucial for lowering sympathetic response in the body, helping you use your sugars better. And of course, giving us vitamin D and low vitamin D can be a major contributor to pain. Does anybody have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think it's, it's important to note that when you start working with any of the three of us, and if you have a, a history of pain, chronic pain, acute injuries, um, recurring injuries, that it is really hard for us to ignore the metabolic side of this. That if you come to see us and you have recurring ankle sprains, it's going to be really hard for us to say, oh, we can do this, this, and this movement-wise and set you free because there is some metabolic stuff going on there that can really affect the outcome of what you're doing. So compounding results, if we can handle a little bit of changing to metabolics, to then increase um, your abilities, your body's ability to use the movement better, to let that sink in more, um, that it's gonna help you a lot more than just doing the movement by itself. Um, so typically in a chronic pain state, we see high cortisol levels, right? Stress levels go up considerably. Uh, chronic pain is exhausting. It's, it's, it's painful in more ways than just physical. Um, and it takes a lot of energy and our cortisol is going to go up because cortisol is protective. It does good things without cortisol. We would not be here. It keeps us alive. Downside is you run on cortisol too long and your body just gets even more exhausted. It doesn't work as well. There's other things that happen metabolic wise that don't suit us long-term. So short-term it's very protective. It does good things, but it's not something that we want to be living on high levels of for years and years and years. Um, and so one thing that really helps with high cortisol levels while we're working on chronic pain, while we're working on movement and vision and all the rest of the things is sugar. 
And I'll be like, wait, I get to eat candy and cakes and cookies? No, no. Um, sugar in the sense of fruits, roots, um, juices, milk can be really, really helpful in healing some chronic pain because it's going to lower cortisol. Some of you may also be listening in right now and you haven't had sugar in a while. And when you do have that occasional binge, your pain increases. Yeah, because sugar lowers cortisol. And if cortisol has been masking your pain for quite some time or lowering the threshold of it, you might have some increased pain if you binge on sugar and have too much in too small of a window. Um, but our goal with these metabolic classes on, on Wednesday is the second and fourth Wednesdays of the month. Uh, and certainly in some of the other classes that, that we start talking about metabolics, sugar can be really helpful in small doses as you start to increase your sugar intake, if it's been a while for you. Um, and there are certainly precautions that we want to take too, because sugar and PUFA, polyunsaturated fats, don't mix well together. So you can also see an increased pain with that. Um, when we're talking about a lot of the aches and pains that increase after you've had a binge, typically you're not binging on fruits um, or even juices or milk. You're, you're binging on things that include those unsaturated fats uh, and a lot of other things. So brownies, cookies, cakes, those kinds of things certainly are not going to help your, your chronic pain long term. Um, so we're going to differentiate between what's helpful, what's not, um, what you need to be considerate of if you have a history of diabetes or anything else metabolic going on uh, so that we're doing this safely, but in a way that actually helps you decrease chronic pain or acute injuries, that kind of stuff. The other thing I wanna mention is that we're also gonna be talking a little bit more about um, PUFA, so those unsaturated fats. Uh, and in histories or with, with a history of chronic pain, um, they've actually found that increased unsaturated fat intake will result in reversible, reversible nerve damage that leads to an increased cycle of chronic pain. So we take out unsaturated fats. We do some other things to kind of help you out that can actually reverse the nerve damage. So I don't want you to think, oh gosh, I've got nerve damage forever. No, nerves can always be healed. It takes some time take some practice in figuring things out, but they can be healed. And what that study did show is that when they removed unsaturated fats from their diets, nerves healed over time and chronic pain decreased. Um, so that's going to be another really important thing that we talk about uh, as far as metabolics go in September um, so that you can understand your pain a little bit more. You can start to look for things, start to look for correlate correlations and notice, maybe I haven't been doing this the way that is most helpful for my lifetime or the last couple of years. And you can start to become your own scientist moving forward to figure out what works doesn't work for you specifically. Anything to I add? Think, yeah, I was just going to say that um, the thyroid component of that is another underlying route. So we know that your brain runs on glucose and oxygen and activation, and that it's directing um, the master gland and the master gland is working in synergy with those, um, the, that, that 
neurology and that your master gland, the thyroid, is where your stress hormones are, are going to be um, directed from. So when we have an increase in cortisol, adrenaline, other um, any, any stress hormones, we know there's an underlying root happening within the communication of the thyroid gland, which is based on the kinds of nutrients that you have or don't have in your body. So um, I like to share the story of, um, I have a diabetic client who is over 80 years old. And of course, this is an example of someone I've worked with for a long period of time. And I know all the health history there. And we um, where we look at data that comes from our chronometer so that we have um, information to go on. And also we look at pulse and temperature in response to see how things are going. And this person was experiencing neuropathy in the extremities and loss of nerve function in the fingers. And we started looking at, well, if the thyroid gland, if you have low thyroid hormones and we also have low sugar because diabetics are very careful with the amount of sugar that they're getting, the nerves don't have fuel in order to create sensation. Um, so we have been working together on introducing, reintroducing the minerals that haven't been present in the, in the diet and also on how to get sugars to help the brain and the nerves that need fuel all the way down in the tips of the fingers and lowering those stress hormones metabolically. And this, this person has got their finger sensation back over 80 years old and wants to play the mandolin, wants to be able to feel the strings of the guitar underneath the fingers and and we got it back. So we know that these things produce powerful results and it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you have been a certain way that when you start giving your brain fuel, then it will in return give better function to the nerves that are throughout your body. Great points, both of you. Um, one last piece to know about sugar is that it is, it's an accelerant. So it's a fuel source, but it's an accelerant to metabolism as is thyroid, as is caffeine. So if you're having sugar or caffeine or thyroid, but you have a poor nutritional foundation, you're literally accelerating your metabolism. And then there's a big discrepancy. And that's where a lot of um, negative side effects can occur uh, along with pain and migraines and all kinds of stuff, skin issues. Um, so that's part of why we say, Hey, you know, when you're, when you're starting to add carbs back in, if you've gone low carb for a while, it's better to go, uh, or if you're diabetic fruits and roots are awesome, particularly fruits though. Um, because you don't need, um, insulin when you have a good amount of potassium, potassium is helping shuttle, uh, sugar into the cell. Um, as is fructose is something that doesn't need a lot of insulin to enter the cell easily. Um, so those are really cool things. And when we talk about master gland, I just think it's funny because I was reading my physiology book and they were talking about the pituitary gland being the master gland. And there's kind of a back and forth uh, opinion on uh, between scientists. But one thing that I do know is they did a study on some rats and I can't remember what was going on with the rats, but they uh, had to do with high prolactin, I think, and high parathyroid and um, they removed the pituitary gland and it completely resolved the issue that the rat was having. And that rat was fine without his pituitary gland. So um, I just thought that was an interesting study. Um, and so it does kind of speak to your thyroid is the driver of energy metabolism in every cell. And that's kind of why we reference that as the uh, master gland of metabolism, the master of metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> Any other things that you two want to add? No, I can't wait. We could talk about it for days. I mean, there's really uh, years 
honestly, we, we could continue talking about this for a very long time. There is so much to know. So we're really looking forward to you, um, even if you're brand new to us, joining us in September and learning a little bit more about your body, what might work to help heal some of the chronic issues you're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. We will be talking about it for days because we'll be talking about it in every class. <laughs> All right. Well, have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.